Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week's episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. What you been doing? What you doing right um, now? I'm, I'm currently fading out the music. Oh, I wasn't asking you, but that's okay. Oh, well, I answered anyway. I'm Zancy Weber. I'm Julie Eisentrager. And with me today, we have a very special, sometimes super host, sometimes guest... Joshua Tia. Wow. He's had a few drinks this week. He ha- You know what's sad? He hasn't had any, but he would do that regardless. Joshua Tia. Right, okay. Without invitation, apparently. <laughs> oh, dear. So this week, I mean, you've heard Josh before, haven't you? Multiple times on multiple things. This what? is your fourth time it as a guest. It is. There it? was the producers. There was... She loves me's, and there was the wild parties. I'm not sure the Andrew Lip <laughs> where this has has come from, but I'm not enjoying this. I new don't Josh. think I don't think we should feed him next time. Maybe he's like the plant in Little Shop of Horrors, but instead of lusting for for blood, he, he lusts just for plurals. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he lusts for plurals. That uh, tickled me. That really tickled me. Uh, <laughs> so, unfortunately, this week all we have for you is punctuation marks. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, I feel like Josh, Josh has been a, like a super guest host on more than one episode. But was it two or three? The I magical think. deleted episode slash not deleted, lost to the ethos. No, so we we did lose the original wild party. We lost the original wild party. But we got him, we got that back. But was he not oh. also a guest on on the magical? Kiss on the one that we didn't manage, manage to get Yes, back. I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was a, a secret, yeah, a special guest uh, on that one. It'll never be heard, Lost to the Ethos. So that means ethos. we can't get to know him. We mm. know him. We know we him. We know him deeply and intimately. It's true. <laughs> and so this week we're going to play a little game called Casting Roulette. Isn't that exciting? Now, I know what this game is, mm. but I forgot to bring up the issue of the oh. title of the game. Before uh, we started recording, because uh, casting roulette brings an entirely different game to my head. Well, it's not Russian oh. roulette. No, casting roulette is like we each pick a role and then it's randomly assigned to one of the two people at the table. No, Ooh. we <coughs> randomly pick a show. Yes, we shall randomly pick a show. And then consciously assign <laughs> a role. Okay, all right. Um, I can get behind this. I think we'll go with our fearless leader, Zane. You can start. So You're picking a show. For you or Josh? For me. And okay. Josh will cast me. 
Oh. Uh, the show I'm going to pick. I am going to pick Greece. Oh, who am I playing in Greece? Oh, see, this is where I'm like, geez, I've like, I did seen go with Greece one that there wasn't in my life. Have you not seen the movie? I've seen it once in my life, a really long time ago. All right. Well, I went for one that there wasn't an obvious Julie casting in. Yeah. So you're going to have to. I'm I mean, there's a few. Uh, uh, there is one that I would love to see you play. Oh, don't say Jen. No. Which one's Jen? See, this is where my my lack of grease. Jen is the brusher, brusher, brusher. Sorry, KB. Love you. <laughs> no, which uh, one would you say? Then? I would be thinking of the look at me. I'm Sandra D. Rizzo. Rizzo. Yeah, that's who I would like to play. And fiery like her. Yeah, I would. I'd love to see you play Teen Angel. Who's Teen Angel? Oh, see, Teen Angel is not even a woman in the movie. Uh, Teen Angel can be gen is gender non-specific because yeah. they basically just come down and they set Frenchie straight and go, look, you've made a bad choice by dropping out of high school and going to beauty school. You need to get back to high school and fix your life up. Oh, my gosh. Teen Angel. But they sing it in a very Stop lovely it. song. Oh, my la, word. La, 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 la. Yeah. So this is clearly me not knowing my musical theatre culture. I know. It's nice. Rizzo's wow. a good cast of all the, of all the roles in Greece, Rizzo is probably my favorite. Mm. Oh, she's the Rizzo. only one worth playing, really. Of the women, I think Danny Danny's interesting to play, but he's a par- he's a terrible person. I think I would rather be um, Kinnicky than Danny. Yeah, that's fair enough. You're anyway, blonde. it's fair enough. You're blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the listeners know I'm blonde, Zane. Now they'll stalk me. Um, okay, my turn. I'm going to pick a show this time. I'm going to pick a show. So who are you picking for? I I don't know. I don't know how to so do the math of threes. I picked I picked for you. Yep. So you are picking for Josh. Yeah, and for you're casting, casting Josh. All right. Yep. Okay. The show I am going to pick is... <laughs> oh, what do I want? I want to think of something... Obscure, but like not. I need to at least know some of the characters. I know, I know. That's the (laughs) (laughs) like an all female cast. That's great. (laughs) Um, I mean, we've spoken about it before. Josh would be great at drag. It's just the bone structure, guys. Ting structure. (laughs) Um, let's go Avenue Q. Oh, Oh. easy rod. He's an easy rod. Easy people rod. (laughs) He is an easy rod. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you could easily. I wish you could meet my girlfriend. I mean, Ooh, well, wow, that was good. Rod, Rod is uh, double, also usually Princeton. double cast for yeah. Princeton. So Perfect. I, that's, yeah, Princeton. Yeah. Oh, that's good cast. Princeton is actually on one of my dream role lists, bucket list roles. So, yeah, I, I'd take that. I'd love to do Avenue Q. Good times. Avenue Q is, is easily yeah. one of my favorite shows. Yes. Yeah. I think I saw you in it. You probably 100% did. did see you in it. A yeah. lot of people saw me in it. Yeah, good times. I was the non-puppet. You were the non-puppet. I was the non-puppet. Doesn't mean you weren't a Muppet. Uh, uh, love you. Absolutely does. Okay. All right. Josh has to pick a show for me and Julie has to cast me in it. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I, uh, yeah, it's harder to think of a show than you actually think it is. Just think of like the shows that have come through recently mm. or yep. shows you've I'm gonna, to. I'm going to say Heather's. <gasps> mm. oh. Just anything. Let's let's go for like you know a really postmodern casting. Any role <laughs> in Heather's. <laughs> you okay. want me to play McNamara, don't you? <laughs> 
That would be fun. I, lo- I was was gonna say. Well, I'm not gonna say McNamara anymore. I would like to see you as. I mean, that's great, but that's that's, really <laughs> that's my own air. thinking music. Um, maybe I would like to see you as like Martha slash um, Mrs. Fleming. Yeah, Mrs. Fleming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. Yeah, ah, Mrs. Fleming would be great. Mrs. Fleming. Is I'm easily fun. one of the dads, though. I could. I, I think I could definitely do JD's dad slash one of the two. The only way I like to see Heather's done is with. Martha and Mrs. Fleming double cast mm. and the sons and the fathers double cast. Heather's okay. on a budget, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then like, you would also have to be either Kurt or Ram. We can four people. I've seen it that way. And it was good. That was the touring yeah. Australian oh, yeah, touring yeah, production yeah, yeah. that was done that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you haven't seen it with four people. You've seen it with seven. And a bit. Yeah. An ensemble. But, yeah. No. Hmm. Hmm. You could be Kurt Ram if you want to be. I don't particularly. If I hate them. I don't want to be a rapist. So much. That's your option. I don't particularly like any of the Heathers either. But you know. Okay. Well, anyway, casting done. Casting done. Yay. What show are we talking about? It's going to be, hmm, what is it? Oklahoma! Exclamation mark. Correct. <laughs> All right, let's take a little break and have a little chat about the history. I just learnt something. What? Oklahoma is the first musical written by the team of composer Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein. Stop it. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was their first. My goodness. And it is often credited as being the first musical Musical. to integrate story and song together in that format. Huh. What? So yeah. like, so what like were musicals? Sorry. the birth of the musical. Yeah, so musicals before that were some were more review like in that mm. they would have um, uh, a, a series of songs, maybe with little vignettes within them, mm-hmm. or that right. they, or that they were kind of like more vaudeville kind of style. Yeah, or, or more like like Follies reviews that right. sort of singing and dancing. So it's either that or it was like an operetta. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. So operettas are what turned into musicals, but in between those two, there was this other thing that was musical theatre, but wasn't mm. specifically the the story-driven musical theatre that we've come to know. Well, hmm. Wow, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Oklahoma is um, a musical based on the Lynn Riggs 1931 play, Green Grow the Lilacs. Mm. Again, just writing this now. Mm. Really should do I always thought homework. lilacs were more lilac-y and purpley in colour. Then they were green. Like or what they do hay. is they, <laughs> they, they grow green and then they turn <gasps> purple. He's not wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Stop it. So, so set in the farm countryside outside, outside the town of Claremore, Indian Territory in 1906. Woo. Early 1900s, guys. Early. It tells the story of the farm girl Lori Williams and her courtship with two rival suitors, cowboy Curly McLean. Is that correct? Yes. Great. <laughs> and the sinister and frightening farmhand Judd Fry. He's frightening. Um, there's a couple of secondary romances, um, one concerning Will Parker. And oh, there's always secondary romances. There's secondary and thirdary and fourthary. Them golden age musicals. Romances. 
Nothing else happened back then except love triangles, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's between well, there the- wasn't any TV, so what else are you going to do? <laughs> Form a love triangle. <laughs> you are not wrong. I think that's what I would do if I had no TV. Well, that's why people had big families. I would read books and fornicate. That would be what I do. And that's only if you're literate. <laughs> that's <laughs> and let's face it, I wouldn't be. I'm barely literate now. <laughs> um, the original Broadway production opened March 31st, 1943, and it was a hit. Mm-hmm. People loved the bejesus out of it. Um, It ran for, at the time, an unprecedented 2,212 performances. (laughs) Damn. And it had national tours, uh, foreign productions, um, Academy Award winning film in 1955. Hmm. And it's a super, super popular choice still to this day for school and community productions. Which brings us to why we have... Josh with us this time, this week. Yo, yo, what's oh, up? Why is Josh here again? Hey, guys, so fun fact. I'm actually playing old mate Curly in a community theatre production with Savoyards here in Brisbane. Yay! Yay! Wait, wait, wait. Is Curly the villain? No. Curly is the main protagonist guy. Oh. So he is, he's, well, Curly's one of those characters, which... And this is the reason why I really like this show and that he is the guy that everyone's rooting for in theory. In theory. But he also has a bit of a devious side and he does some very questionable things. Doesn't he just? During the story, which make you wonder whether or not you should be um, cheering for him throughout the entire show. Duly noted, I will stop cheering for him. (gasps) Mid show. He's going to go, what? And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's been some super, super famous people play our um, our Lorries and our Curlies and our Judds. Um, One of note, which many people are a super fan, Hugh Jackman. Oh, Mm -hmm. Hey, Hugh, we've reached out to you many a time. Extend that hand back. Where are you, man? (laughs) (laughs) We know you're in Australia later on in the year. Just say. And something I just found out as well, they originally suggested Shirley Temple as Laurie. Oh, Mm. oh my. I can see it. I can see it, yeah. But also my head's like, isn't she five? (laughs) Yeah, she's five forever. Forever. She's never, never growing, growing never up. Never growing up. She's the one person that doesn't grow up. No, that's right. Yeah, Peter Pan was actually based on her. Yes, yeah. I believe so. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Oklahoma is also a musical you'll see heaps in popular culture. Mm. Um, it, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's in Family Guy. Definitely is in Sesame Street. Mm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Links to that Sesame Street. And Oh What a Beautiful Morning is probably the most iconic song followed by Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, yeah, I or guess. Or maybe Oklahoma followed by. I think oh, Oklahoma is, is the one that like you, you can't, because it's the titular song. Like, <laughs> as, I just wanted to make things. As, as soon as you sing it, you know where it's from. Yeah. Like, oh, what a beautiful morning. A lot of people probably sing it and don't know that it's from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Can, you ima- can you imagine if you're like singing O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A, Oklahoma, and someone's like, what is what that musical from? from? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oopsies. And you're like, mm, I don't think we're friends anymore. <laughs> Sorry. 
So um, this is another another musical that's on the list of musicals that have won Pulitzer Prizes. Yes. In 1944. Yes. Mm. Um, and these are all kind of um, – I can't even think of words to say right now. My brain's not working. Um, in that time, that was still a pretty big get. Yeah, mm. in, yeah. Well, in nineteen forty-four, to get a Pulitzer Prize, ones, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty big, notable award for them at the time. Um, it's been recorded and re-recorded and performed and revived. It's actually in revival at the moment on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Nominated you- for seven. seven. That's a bunch Ooh. for a revival mm. as well. Ooh. I've seen snippets of um, of the revival and it's a, it's a brand new conception, I guess, for Oklahoma. It's more got a um, like a hoedown, froaky, barney feeling to it. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it, some the of hoedown the, feel. Like, the hoedown feel. You very don't need much, to add froaky barney to hoedown. Like that. But it looks like it's set in a barn. Sure. A hoedown is a folk dance set in a barn. Okay. <laughs> okay with some details. Okay. <laughs> Maybe someone doesn't know what a hoedown is and I just had to give them a few more descriptors. Well, you're, you're, you're welcome, yeah. people who didn't know what a hoedown is. Now you do. Um, it's got like the taxidermy on the walls and didn't you say there was rifles on the wall? In yeah. The one that you saw? I think um, – I'm going to be completely upfront, and I actually have, um, because I'm in it, I have intentionally not looked at any, like, um, Wise, stuff good. about, like, yes. you know, material relating to performances of it. But someone told me that one of the very clear points in the show is that there are all the guns are on the wall, and no one is actually carrying guns themselves. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a political statement, but I'm not I entirely sure if that, that is true. That is something I was told. So, um, is Anna, are you fact checking that? Yeah, we're. I feel, feel like we're both fact-checking that. Um, from what I've seen of it, it's a very inclusive production um, of colour and, um, I guess, range of abilities. Mm-hmm. Our Ada Annie is um, amazing. I don't, have you heard No, I, I actually it? haven't, no. So I remember posting that to the group. I'm trying to think of her name, so I, I'm trying to Google the revival as we speak. Um, but it's definitely reimagined more than anything. It's um, because you do deal with some themes that now really stand out, whereas in 1944 they kind of just blended in with the scenery. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. weren't particularly topics of controversy. Mm. Whereas now, yeah, maybe they could be seen in a harsher light because mm-hmm. it is pretty awful. <laughs> so on the gun note, the upcoming Broadway revival, this is reporting it from January, of Oklahoma joins a gun neutral initiative and for every visible gun featured in the staging of Rogers and Hammerstein, uh, Hammerstein's classic Oklahoma, a donation will be made to a non-profit working to end gun violence. <laughs> oh, mm. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is? Have you got the name there of our Ado Annie? Can you see it in front of your face? I oh, Ali Stroker. Oh, that's it. Yes, she, of course. She's in a wheelchair and she does an amazing rendition of I Can't Say No. So, so good. But, yeah, it's definitely taken um, – the broad, newest broad revival has taken Oklahoma to somewhere I don't think it's ever been before. Mm. And it's super exciting to see too. I mm. do have a list of uh, popular culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. So, South Park, Bigger, Mm -hmm. Longer and Uncut. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning in in Oklahoma, 
were uh, basically parodied in that in that movie. Mm-hmm. Back in the day before they started writing their own. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> and this is the language warning. Okay, uh, language uh, warning, well, language warning. Kids, cover your ears. I'm, I'm not going to say the actual word, but in mm-hmm. the song, Uncle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, the trucker, it it, it parodies Oklahoma. O-C-L-A-H-O-M-A. I love that. (laughs) So uh, in When Harry Met Sally, uh, they sing a karaoke version of Sorry with Fringe on Top. Oh, Mm. no. That's the weirdest karaoke song to Right? Uh, in, In Twister. Twister. What's that? Someone is, Twister is the tornado tornado movie. Helen Hunt? Yes. Helen. She's um, lovely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, is singing is singing a version <laughs> of the song Oklahoma, uh, and then of course the Simpsons uh, have done it a, a number of times. Uh, they must have done it in 1921, pre it even existed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Sesame Street and the Muppet Show have uh, both done Oklahoma. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 I think it was, I feel like I have a vision of Kermit singing "Oh What a Beautiful Morning." Uh, no, so no? Fozzie Bear dressed as a cowboy sings yes, Oklahoma, but large Muppets dressed as samurai warriors <laughs> turn the number into parody called Yokohama. Okay, that seems offensive, but okay, cool. Muppets do Muppets. <laughs> that was in episode 317 for those of you who want to find it. Following along at home. Um, in the Tiny Toon Advent- Ad- Adventures, they did a musical called Ducklahoma. Um, which oh heavily featured anvils. Uh, anvils? Why Tiny an- tunes that probably got dropped on people. Oh. Uh, third Rock from the Sun. Oh. Uh, Faulty oh. Towers, a band of brothers, friends. Faulty Towers. Uh, yeah, so it is very... There was only 12 episodes of Faulty Towers and they managed to squeeze an Oklahoma reference in Yes, in, in, the, in the episode Gourmet Night... Holly serenades the guests with I Can't Say No. She does too. That's how I know I can say (laughs) (laughs) And even in uh, Truman Capote's Breakfast at Tiffany's, the the book, um, Holly Golightly sings music from Oklahoma while accompanying herself on a guitar. Thoroughly oh. saturated. Yeah. That's that what is, that is. If it's in Truman, a Truman Capote novel, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, very saturated. Damn. Oh, anything else to add, Ari, Oklahoma, Josh? No, I think that's about it. You guys did a really good job. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and Playbill. Yeah. Playbill yeah. is a great source for all of our information as well. So <laughs> those of you who accuse us of only using the Wikipedia, you're wrong. And I actually also used Variety.com. So mm, There we that. go, showing our sources. Oh, don't need show notes this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a little break and we'll talk about the lessons we've learned. That was nice, Josh. Thank you for giving that gift to the listeners. <laughs> Have you learned any lessons from Oklahoma? What I've learned from Oklahoma is that sometimes you should just uh, tell people what you're really thinking. And not uh, just beat around the bush. To be more direct with your requests to... For love. Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> you know when you really don't like someone and you should tell them exactly where to go? Mm. Oh, that too. Okay, so on both fronts... <laughs> 
be honest about you know. Be honest about your you feelings mm-hmm. about who you love, and be honest about your feelings when you just don't really want to be with someone. Yeah, maybe just don't go to the extreme of mm. that though. <laughs> um, I think I think. I think you brought this up before. I think Oklahoma definitely has something to say about the uh, longevity of the love triangle trope. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it I'm going to start it is something... one just because of this. I mean, that's fine. In real life, <laughs> love triangles are understandable. Now in, in culture, like love, a love triangle is a trope that everyone's starting to despise just because it's so overdone. But you get away with it in in Oklahoma because mm. I mean it, it is was kind written of written in forty four. It's written in forty four, but it's also <gasps> ubiquitous. Like pretty much, like you said, like there are so many love triangles. In oh, everyone has yeah. someone <laughs> and someone else. This, this apart is, from just this is like <laughs> oh, I guess like company or this is yeah. or a, a little night music where every, there's everyone's involved in several love triangles. It's the love actually of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, what have I learned from Oklahoma? Oh, I learned that there was dirty old perv um, spa. I don't know what's the thing called. Oh, the kaleidoscope. It's like a It's like a kaleidoscope, and they look in it and they see naked ladies. Oh no! Ladies. It's like what, what are the things that, like in real life? They're like little binoculars, and you click a button in it. Viewfinders. It's a viewfinder. It's a view like an old school viewfinder. Porn finder. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I knew that I knew the big ones existed where they you like do put your eyes into this little machine and then it, clickety click. Yeah, like it spins it through photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It spins through photos really quick, really quick. A viewfinder. But I didn't know they had like little kaleidoscope viewfinders that flicked out knives. That's like all news to me. I also didn't know that. Yeah. Until right now. Just three seconds. That's, that's a that's a detail I uh, had missed. Mm. Had struck from my memory <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why I would do that. I think I'm um, also with not with Oklahoma. What I learned um, in terms of more sort of like learning about the structure of the Rogers and Hammerstein musicals is that the reason why a lot of those old school musicals, particularly Rogers and Hammerstein, have those 35 minute ballet segments, <laughs> <laughs> hyperbole included. Um, <coughs> Is, is because, like, you know, back then, because theatre was such an important part of people's entertainment, like, when you went to the theatre, you really wanted to, you know, consume and saturate yourself in theatre. So there were these giant long dance numbers so that, you know, you could really get, like, a an extended period of entertainment and really, you know, absorb And again, they're, they're yeah, coming, talent. they can't, we're coming from this uh, history of song and dance being the theatre experience mm. and the moving into the book musical mm-hmm. period via Oklahoma. So, like, that is still something that people expected when they went to musicals mm. is these big dance numbers. Yeah, right, yeah. And so how do you get a giant dance number that isn't just a 20-minute a long hoedown? Uh, you put a dream ballet in. You do. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. How do you get, <laughs> pop a dream ballet yeah, in? Yeah, how do you get away from a hoedown? Put a dream ballet in there. How do you get away from a hoedown? Yeah. Yeah, so mm. when you're at a hoedown and you want to leave, drink enough so you pass out. And dream then a dream transition ballet. into it. Oh, yeah. Next time next I'm ever time. trapped in a hoedown. <laughs> you and I will get out of that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, so I, I don't know if it's a real thing. I don't assume it's a real thing. Okay. This is the trick that sometimes you get into learning your lessons from musicals is sometimes mm. they're not a real lesson. Uh-oh. <laughs> the picnic basket. 
dealio. Mm. Mm. They do like an auction. In Oklahoma, they do an auction with picnic baskets and it's like you buy the lady's basket, you go on a red hot date. I guess is that like what kissing, the gist is? The, the, the closest thing would be Netflix's kissing booth, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Pay a penny, get a, a smoochy smooch. I mean, I mean, there are there are like there are like bachelor auctions and stuff. I know there's bachelor auctions, but like it just for some reason I found it eye-opening. I sure you can say to eye-opening. my maybe not naive yet naive view of <laughs> 1906. Again, like mm. what else are they going to do at that time? I know. I feel like we should start it up, guys. Let's let's get it going. I mean, I mean. Mm. Now we we have no end of way to meet people. And I know, but can you imagine if we not. had a grazing plate auction and we all just bought? We a- do. It's called Tinder. That's not a grazing plate auction. That's a. I'm not going to say any of the rest <laughs> of that sentence. It definitely is. You're grazing as you're as you're as you're mm. scrolling through, judging people on on whether or not you wish to kiss them. Kiss and no them. matter what what horrendous faces you're pulling at me, Julie, I will not be phased. Won't you? I will not be. No, phased. I already know that from another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> any more lessons? Not uh, many. Like, uh, I mean, Oklahoma is a pretty straightforward story. It doesn't set out with a real, real moral. No, it's again prove. like any of those golden age musicals. It's like you know, the whole story revolves around people being enable to explain or like what express they want. They want yeah, yeah, what they want and how they feel about someone. And so the whole story hinges on all of these misunderstandings, misunderstandings and comical um, situations where people get caught doing things um, yeah. that they shouldn't. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, should we move on to Dreamcast? I mean, we did all learn how to spell Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no reason to need to spell Oklahoma apart from now. To. 12-part harmony. Fun fact. Okay, yes. so on on the note of not being able to spell Oklahoma without the song from Oklahoma, when I was a kid, my mother um, you taught me how to um, do my multiplications through this video called Michelle and Fabo, and it was like this puppet dinosaur and this lady called Michelle, and she they, they would go through all of the times tables in songs. It was like different genres. Okay, eight times multiplications. four. Oh, uh, it was rocks. Eight times one is eight. Eight times two is sixteen. Eight times three is a twenty-four. Eight times four is thirty-two. Can I? Eight times five I mean, is forty. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's great. Like, and if it no, helped, no. that's wonderful. But that was really an efficient way to figure out what no, eight times no, this four is. This is exactly what I'm going with because when I was in class, and this is like, remember, this is six-year-old Josh. I had to like. If I wanted to get to H times seven, I would have to sing through the entire song in my head <laughs> to get up to eight times seven. <laughs> so, and as we just found out, that would take a while. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an effective learning tool, though. Putting putting things you need to know to song helps a bunch. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Uh, hey, Michelle and Fabo, if you are out there, you have been remembered. Girl, you have been remembered. <laughs> All right, we've got to move on. Dreamcast. This is a show that Zach Efron could be featured in prominently. I was just about to Zach-y. say the same thing. Zach Efron for, wh- Curly. Wh- for Curly. Why don't we just bring back the whole cast of High School Musical? For it. Yeah. Can be done. Yes. Yeah. Vanessa, she's coming back as Laurie. Yeah. The crazy teacher. She can be Aunt Ella. I see Vanessa as um, 
probably more of an eight oh. But that's oh. just because of the whole scandal that happened post High School Musical. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Sorry, Off I made hand gestures. <laughs> I still don't because it wasn't appropriate for the about, podcast. So. But I'm thinking Sharpeg is Gertie. Gertie. Oh, yes, oh, please. Yeah. Gertie is one of the, so in the context of Oklahoma, Gertie is sort of this, this, um, this chick who's trying to stir the pot and cause a lot of tensions and she's getting in the way of everyone's, you know, love so interests. for Gertie, I would love, uh, I've just blanked on her name. Describe her to us in a non-offensive Jane way. Jane Krakowski. Oh, 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 wow. Yummy. She's getting on, but yes. I don't care. I mm-hmm. think Gertie could, I think Gertie could do that. Of any mm-hmm. age, yeah, true. Yeah. Who, who have we got for, um... <laughs> Ali Hakim. <laughs> uh, anyone? Ali Hakim. Jeremy Jordan. <laughs> sure. Remy Malik. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remy yeah. Malik. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Yes, <laughs> please. I mean, I thought that we were going to go through the cast of High School Musical. That's why I interjected yes. with my pick after the High School Musical pick. Um. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Who's playing Judd? Oh, poor Judd. Um... <laughs> Is that was that a joke or was it just an exclamation? Mm. It was both because okay. I actually feel so sorry for Judd. Yeah, I or like Judd. Judd. Is dead. Like he's creepy. Yes, we know he's creepy, but he just doesn't know how to express love, and he's, he's the only one that tries. Mm. He's the only one that will actually say out of his mouth his feelings. And mm. then it's exactly what he's it. saying. So maybe we beginning. didn't learn that lesson because he gets punished for doing it. Yeah. Oh. So deep. Okay, guys, we got real deep in casting. Um, <laughs> Judd, um, maybe like uh, oh, he's a bit too comical, but the um, James, J- who C. Riley? Am I talking about? John C. Riley. Thank you. Yes, yeah? John C. Riley. Sure. Mm. Yeah. He. I think he'd be fine as that. He can. He can be creepy. Yeah, I think that probably comes from his Chicago casting. That's why I went there. I think. I think mm. if you're going John C. Riley, I think. A less extreme version of that would be Norbert Leo Butts. Mm-hmm. Butts, butts, butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our weekly butts chat. Weekly butts <laughs> chat. <laughs> um, I wouldn't put order in this. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, safe. Cool. Mm. Um, but I, I do think I do think Hugh Jackman is a great cast. Yeah, great it was. Cast, yeah. Great casting choice for and this And this musical. was Hugh Jackman's first show. Yes. Which is delightful. Wait, he did this before he did Boy From Oz? He did it before he did anything, yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Cute, hey. Lessons I I, th- I think he, if we're going <laughs> back to High School Musical cast, we could put uh, Corbin Blue as Judd. He's, he's, I think yeah. he's capable. Ooh, that brings another, another layer mm. to A the discrimination bit. of Judd too. Um, I can't remember Ryan's name though. I don't know where he would fit in. Is his name Connor? Uh, in real life? Uh, no, I saw it because he's in the TV show I'm watching at the moment. Um... I'm Googling. E. It starts with an E. It might not start with an E. I could be lying. Um, he could uh, fit in as a Will Parker. Uh, he could be Will. Yeah. yeah. He could be Will. Luke, Lucas Graybeel. That's, That's it. it. Grabeel. Um, G-R-A-B-E-E-L. Yeah. Any more? Uh, oh, Ado. Who's going to be Ado? See, I think Vanessa would be Ado out of uh, the High School Musical cast. Mm. But if we talk like external to the High School Musical cast, um, I think the oh, – why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I mean, she's Rebel Wilson as Ado could <gasps> be a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Zane, <laughs> no. Zane had a very real reaction um, to that. Like, no, thank you, thank you for your suggestion. I value you as a person. If that's we just terrible, if we just um, like sh- Zane for a second, I think that's great. 
can it? Can I? Can I counter with a better actual good suggestion? Oh my oh. word! Uh, America Ferrera. Oh. Who is America Ferrera from Ugly Betty? She's, oh, she's, yes. she's done musical yeah. theatre before, and I think that she she has the comic chops to pull that off in a way that Rebel Wilson would ruin this musical. Britney Snow. Britney Snow would be fine. Mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember seeing her in anything that is like outright comedy. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I love Britney Snow. Who doesn't? I'm sure there's people out there. All right. Well, do we have any more any more casting suggestions, or should we um, move on? I'm happy to move on. Let's move on. Okay. What top five lists does Oklahoma belong on? Top five <laughs> musicals that open with an acapella number. It's not acapella. That start off being an acapella. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Guys and Dolls probably in there. Oh, what does that? What? Fugue for Tin Horns. Uh, you, get, you have that whole run, run yeah. in land. I'm sure. Isn't there a um, overture before you start singing? Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so bad at these top fives in general. Um, I would say top five. Ooh, okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Top five. Oh. Outdated. Okay. <laughs> musicals. Okay. That's fine. Maybe. I still like the content and I mean, the story still is still good. And it still makes sense within the period, but I like what the revival's done. And I think yeah. you, Yeah. That's the way you got to move yeah. forward with some musicals now. Yeah, I, I think you can you can acknowledge where musicals come from without calling it outdated. Um, True. I Correct. think there are outdated musicals such as The Mikado. Oh yeah, which, <laughs> which you would struggle to recontextualize that in any way that wasn't even though they even though they strongly suggest you do so. Yes, like yeah. at the beginning of the list song, it tells you. To pop in what is ever like culturally yeah. <laughs> cool at the time. Um, I would definitely put it on top five turning points of musical theatre. Um, mm, I think yes, because there Correct. some people say Showboat, which was the one before this. Yeah, some people say Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is the one that is it's more integrated. Showboat is still more kind of separated book and, book and, and song. clunky. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Oklahoma is the one that kind of hit and drove home this new way to uh, to present a story. Hmm. Okay, this is going to be a really obscure one. Okay, I okay. love an obscure one. All right. And the longer the title, the better. <laughs> All right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Top five musicals where a person cast in a leading role ended up becoming an actor in which you never thought they would be given that they played that role. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. That I'm was just, real long. So Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yeah. One minute he's like, yeah, I'm a cowboy. I'm singing amongst the corn. I'm flirting with ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next minute, I'm Wolverine. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> I'm, what were I'm, those I'm, words? I'm, just, I'm Wolverine. Oh. Ah! Okay. Uh. So what you mean is... He's an actor who can, <laughs> who can play more than one role. He's saying he's somewhat versatile, which I disagree with, but that's cool. I was sure. kind of also thinking this along the lines of like, you know, Oklahoma, then he did Boy From Oz. And then after Boy From Oz, you're definitely like, oh my gosh, Wolverine came from that. You know, you know? Boy From Oz was 2006, right? Was it? Uh, uh, 
Yeah. The, the Arena Spectacular was 2006. Oh so I goodness. think Wolverine might have been before it. Really? What? Craig. Don't quote me on it. Could be wrong. Come, come at me second take. Now, what are you going to do? This is, a, this, is a, this is a big call, uh, but I'm going to go top five dream ballets. Oh. Does that also include think... all the other Rogers that have well, yeah. to. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. think this one is... is... Mm. I think when someone says to me, there's a dream ballet in this musical, I think of Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I know to have a dream ballet and it's a lengthy dream ballet. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, I think that's probably number yeah. one of and that I think top five. Whenever anyone nowadays puts a dream ballet in a musical, they have to at least think about the context of Oklahoma's dream ballet. Mm-hmm. Yes. It has some effect. And how it yeah. came about. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and whether they reference it or not, it's a choice whether or not to reference yes. Oklahoma's dream yeah. ballet. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. I'm. Very good at this. I've been doing it a while. So have I. I'm still not good at it. Well. Um, <laughs> top five. Hmm. Top five, top five. Oh, top five very specific state-based musicals. <laughs> okay. Sure. L-A-H-O-M-A. I think, there is there a Rhode Island musical? I don't know. There. Is there is, there must be a New York musical, right? Surely there would be one. But I don't know whether it's city specific or state specific. Mm. There might be like a a Las Vegas one. Maybe. Are we counting Blue Hawaii as a musical? The heck is Blue Hawaii? No, I don't think we should. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I would say I would put Ado Annie on top five young character roles. Yes, mm. she. Mm. Yes. Because a lot of the time, female character roles are older. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of I feel like a lot of the time Ada gets overlooked in terms of her sass and comedy. Yeah. Mm. And she's a great role. Mm. Such a good role. Um, any more? Top, top five? five picnics that go horribly wrong? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we fill out that list a bit more? Not carousel. Um yeah, carousel. carousel. Yeah, carousel is definitely a picnic gone wrong. That's a clam bag gone wrong. Mm. Um, Sunday in the park with George. Does anything go wrong there? I don't know. I haven't seen the musical. <laughs> it's a painting. That's terribly wrong then. Um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, picnics. I feel like we've filled out this list before and I've forgotten it. <laughs> All right. Well, shall, uh, are there any more top fives? Let's <laughs> let's let's leave it and come back. Maybe we'll throw that one out to the to the audience. I feel like we should throw that one out to ourselves and Mm. do it as a Patreon-only episode where we just list off as many musical picnics we can possibly think of. I think that would be just five. There's more. I I know there's more. All right. All right. I think we should, as we do in true musicals, taught me everything I know style, take a short break and then come back and say our goodbyes. Josh. Hello. You told us you're playing Curly. Where are you doing it? When are you doing it? How can we all get tickets to see your beautiful face and teeth? And speak most curly. importantly, why are you doing it? Why am I doing it? I am doing what? Well, Julie, I'm coming back to you. I'm just putting that on the pin board. He's it's literally pinned. put that on us. Pin. pin Zane, I, Imaginary I, pin I was really excited to do Oklahoma with Savoyards because, well, number one, I just love doing shows with Savoyards. They're a great mm. company. And two, I, I had never seen Oklahoma as a movie. Before oh. and the first time that I saw Oklahoma was um, when a friend of mine she got into a traveling um, production of it and I went and saw her in it and I remember just loving 
the show. And I and I at the time I was like, that is a show that one day I want to play. Is Kirby this in. lifetime goal checkbox? Yeah, I would say it is. Yeah, mm. in terms of lifetime oh, musical goal, I would yeah. say it is. Yeah. I don't think that that counts. What do you mean? It what? has to be a solid yes. I've always wanted to do this. What did yes, you say? it's something I've always wanted to do, Zane. Can a diehard fan please go back and find out what Josh initially said his dream role was? Fiero. <laughs> That's probably okay. it. Or Josh could do it right now for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give um, us the dates. Uh, well... Guys, this is the the awkward thing. It is nearly all sold out if what the internet is telling me is no. correct. Incorrect, says Julie from the marketing team of Savoyards. <laughs> Whoopsies. Five shows are sold out, but we still have tickets to the rest. Yes. I'm that- not going to tell you what those are. You get to oh, find out the hard okay. way by going to our website. Mm, well, in that case, it runs from Saturday the 22nd of June to Saturday the 6th of July. And uh, you'll just have to go to savoyads.com.au to figure out which ones are the ones that are still good. Am I right, Julie? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oh, dear. It's a great night at the theatre is our slogan. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, it is a great night of the theatre. Musicals are a great night of the theatre. I prefer musicals to straight plays. Yeah, me I too, definitely. That's hence why I started this podcast. Yes. The straight plays. So anyway, you can find <laughs> us on the web at our home on the web at www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. You can find us on Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. You can find us on Instagram at Musicals Teach Me. You can email us, which people have been doing. Oh, my gosh. I say like I'm shocked. I'm not shocked. We have people email us all the time. At musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you guys really like to hear our super annoying voices, you could maybe chuck us a couple of dollary do's. Patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. There's heaps of like tiered rewards. Some of them I am very far behind on, very, which I have asked you to behind. take off no, the I'm tier. Not. I can't possibly you, make up you drawings. You are personally disappointing <laughs> all of our patrons. I realised I the last one I did was Pirates. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what number episode that was, but it was nowhere near the episode we were up to now. It was maybe 16. We're up to 90-something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have no free time. Okay, well, I'll get on that. But in the meantime, you should, you guys should get on that and become one of our Patreons. I'm not going to. Um, the most important thing you can do for us, though, is go get on your iTunes or Spotify, or whatever podcatcher you truly love, and that will let you subscribe, rate, and review. Yep. Subscribing is the minimum you can do for us. The bare minimum. The rating is the nice stuff. The reviewing is the gold star on top. But if you want to be a super, super special double gold star, platinum star? Sure, platinum star. Why not? Platinum star, tell your friends. Be like, guys, I heard this musical the other day. There was one girl who had no idea what she was talking about <laughs> and the rest are all pretty knowledgeable about musicals. <laughs> it's great. It's called Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. Look it yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most of our audience is currently in a musical. So just go and tell them yeah. about this great podcast. Yeah. Just, you know what, make your own poster, print it out, <laughs> pop it up on the notice board. <laughs> I, or if you want... <laughs> 
if you really want a poster, just send us an email. I'll make one up for you. Yeah, he's saying he's also a graphic designer, so <laughs> he'll probably do that. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for another great week. Thank you so much to our special guest, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you to my co-host. Zancy Weber. And I'm Julie Eisentrager. We'll see you next week. Bye. So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.